God is seeking to show His power in your life and my life every day. Every day. And Brother John preached messages throughout the week of our winter revival and uh, talked about a bit about faith and depending upon God's Word, uh, what God has declared. And he also gave a, a challenge to the preachers at the Pastors' Fellowship on Tuesday, the 14th last week. And, and, and I just want to bring some thoughts from that, that challenge that he gave us in this matter of, of uh, trusting God uh, to do the impossible. What just doesn't seem like it's going to be possible from a man's point of view, from your point of view, my point of view. How can we really trust God? Because I think would we all agree tonight that there are times that you just think of situations and you ask yourself, can God really do this? Can God really do that um, in that situation? Can this ever be resolved? Can this ever be reconciled? Can this ever be accomplished? Um, you know, I do believe that uh, the Lord has a word for us uh, in, in every one of those situations in, in the precious word of God. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Let me just draw your attention to one verse and verse 37, and then we'll look at some others. I'm going to read it first, and then we'll read it together uh, again. Luke 1:37 says, For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. Let's say that together. Luke one thirty seven. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Let's pray. Almighty God, we are truly aware of your presence. We are thankful, Lord, for your care and comfort in our lives. We're grateful tonight for your faithfulness. Even, even when I am not faithful, Lord, you remaineth faithful. And I'm just so thankful for that, Lord. And I pray tonight that, Lord, you would help our unbelief. Lord, in areas in our life that we just perhaps don't feel like will ever be conquered or accomplished or God made any headway. I pray that you would help us tonight to, to just lean solely upon thy word and trust you, Lord, to do the miracles that only you can do. And we thank you in advance, for it's in Jesus' name I do pray, amen. God's word we see here that we're going to look at here in just a moment. Now, we understand again the context. It is Mary receiving this news from the angel Gabriel. And let's just look for a moment back a few verses. Notice there in your text. If you want to just go on back to verse 26. Now verse 26 through 36 is the messenger coming and speaking the promise to Mary. So it says there in verse 26 of Luke 1. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And it goes on to give a description of who he came to. Mary there in verse 28. Uh, he came unto her and said, Hell, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou hast... 
excuse me, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. Now, let me just pause there. That is a promise from God to her. And listen to the message. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. Let me pause there for a second. I do not believe that this was Mary having a lack of faith. I believe it was Mary having a lack of understanding. And there are times in our life when we're facing impossibilities. And there are times that it's okay, and, and this is where you need to understand, it's okay if you don't quite understand how it's going to work out. But what we do need to do is follow Mary's pattern here. Because it says, And the angel said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And he gave an example here of her cousin Elizabeth. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. So the angel uh, directly points her attention to another miracle that has taken place. Elizabeth also is not going to understand the miracle necessarily. She, of course, is, is honored to, to carry, of course, John the Baptist. But even that, she was barren. She was past. She was uh, sterile, if you will, is another translation of that. She, it was past her possibilities of having a child. But God had something else in store. And by the way, let us always remember that God's miraculous power can always defy the laws of nature because he's the creator of nature. Now, now, again, let's look to the passage. It says he, he points the angel points to the miracle with Elizabeth and then says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. This verse 38 is Mary receiving this promise by faith, even though she doesn't quite understand it. And, and that's what I want to just you know, touch on tonight in a little bit of time we have is just looking to God for the impossible. You see. God's stirring or convincing, God's spirit working in our hearts is, is always the, the initial act, okay? God's going to speak through us through His Word. The Word of God. And I'm going to point out that here in just a moment. But then there's a step that comes after that, and that is the, the response. That's your response, that's my response to God's given Word. 
And then, thirdly, what is comes after that, so our response, it's sandwiched between God's convincing, God's speaking through his word, and then God's deliverance. And in the middle is your response to God's word. God does the work. You see, faith is not a work, as Brother John told us the other day. Faith depends on the worker. And there's a big, big difference there. Faith is not a work. It depends upon the worker. And the worker is God. The worker is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the great three in one. And that is where our faith is centered. Now, I want to point out something that's interesting about this verse. In Luke chapter 1, verse 37, that we looked at, this verse here, For with God nothing shall be impossible. That word nothing there in the Greek is, uh, is the word rima, where we, where we understand there are two words for the word in the Greek New Testament is logos and rima, okay? Well, rima is found in this verse, and it's speaking basically nothing, and, and the reason I don't believe it's spelled out W-O-R-D in this text is because it's understood that this is the word, this is the message given to Mary. And so we can't just take this verse out of context and say, oh, well, all things are possible with God. And, and that's not necessarily completely true because we know that it is impossible for God to what? Lie. He always tells the truth. He does not change. And, and, and one of the things that we have to understand, we have to take this in context. And what it is, it's a context of God giving Mary a beautiful promise. God's spoken word. Now, some would say, especially some of our charismatic friends, they, I believe they, 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 they veer pretty strongly to one, uh, one side on this idea of Rima. And they almost elevate Rima above Lagos. Uh, I do not agree with that. I believe that if you follow and do a study of Lagos and Rima, they are synonymous in many ways. And uh, the, the definition of Rima is spoken word. Okay. Uh, utterance is the true translation, the true understanding. It's utterance, which is God's word. And Lagos is also speaking of God's word. And you could say in some instance that it, would it be a little bit more uh, generally speaking of Lagos? Well, you could see that in some passages for sure. And we know that Jesus Christ is Lagos. He is the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And we understand that element there. But it's interesting I think it's very interesting when we look at Rima, we do understand it as God's spoken word spoken to us. And I don't think that you have to that you need to look at Rima above the, the the word Lagos. In other words, I believe all of the word of God is authoritative. All of the word of God is inspired. All of the word of God is living. All of the word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. 
all of the word of God is equal in its importance. And I am here to say that, but it is true that God does speak to us very personally through his written word. Now, it now some would say too. again, some of our charismatic friends would say they, they take that word Rima to God speaking messages apart from his word. But let me remind us all, God never speaks to us apart from the word of God. And the reason I say that is everything is based upon this word. If it's something, if it's somebody says, well, listen, I got some extra revelation from God. Such as Joseph Smith. Anybody that says they got some extra revelation from God and it contradicts this book, it's wrong. It's false. Why? Because everything that God speaks, it will come from this book. The Holy Spirit will never speak to anybody apart from his word. It comes through the word of God. And you know what's interesting? If you look at Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. That word's rima. It's not logos, rima. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The only way that you and I will ever grow in our faith will be by the word of God. That's where faith grows. That's where God speaks. God spoke to Mary through an angel, through the word of God. And she took that and said, according to your word that you have spoken, Lord. And so I want us to understand that God is never going to elevate man's revelation above his own revelation. Amen. Never. It never will happen. But what is so beautiful about this truth here is that what I like what one I believe a a Weymouth uh, translation is more of a paraphrase, if you will. But but when you include uh, when you include the thought there, when you include the context and we, we should understand that when we're learning about what the angel has just delivered. But it could be worded like this. No promise from God will be impossible of fulfillment. I'll say it again. No promise or word of God will be impossible of fulfillment. God will do everything he has declared. He can and get this. God can and will do all that is consistent with his holy nature and his holy purpose. He always will. He can and he will do that which is consistent. Nothing, not the law of nature, not the law of man. We think of man's power. We think of evil. We think of you. You just go down the list and think of all the things that could possibly not be possible for God to overcome and just go ahead and mark it out. There's nothing. Why? Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. I can trust him. My response is to trust what the Lord has declared.
So we see the angel gives the message and we see the angel affirms that it's the spoken word of God. And it's not going to be impossible to fulfill. And, and Mary, Mary affirms her trust. She, she expresses that. Be according to your word, Lord. And, and I pray that that will be our heart tonight. That these impossible things that are before us. I don't know what God has brought before your mind tonight. But I, I trust that we will meditate upon the power of God's word and promises. Now. Another thing about this idea of Rima, God speaking, it's not for us to. Anybody can be guilty of this. It's not for us to manipulate God. And just say, oh, I'm going to take I'm going to claim that verse right there. God, 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 I'm going to claim that verse right there. Now, there's nothing wrong with claiming verses, but let me just give you an example Let's just say I go out here, and I know this is a silly illustration, but let's just say I take Philippians, all right, 4.13. I can do all things through Christ when strengtheneth me. Now, what if I go out here in this parking lot tonight and claim that? So I'm about to lift this car right here. I don't know how much an average car weighs. What is it, 2,000 pounds? Maybe not that much. Three, four, depending on whether you're... Uh, uh, what kind of car you're driving, I guess. But nevertheless, you get the idea. I could go out there and say, now I'm going to claim this verse. Now listen, that's the thing right there. That, that's, uh, that's, that's really foolish. You know, that's not what God means when we say we just claim God's word. In fact, I, I like a quote that John, Brother John made a couple times. We don't, faith is not name it and claim it. As some of these, Prosperity gospel preachers and, and teachers, they, they promote constantly. Name it and claim it. Name it and claim it. But it's actually God naming it and we claiming it. God names it in His Word. He promises wisdom. He promises encouragement. He promises so many things to us. Uh, and and as, we, as we go forward in faith, He promises power to be, to be a witness he, he promises uh, protection and he, he promises guidance and he promises to teach us his word. He promises unity as we yield to him. And, and there's so many things in his word that he, that he promises us. And, and, you know, when we get right down to it, church, uh, let's think of uh, precious Mary uh, tonight. I mean, how can this be, she says. How can this be? We don't understand how God's going to accomplish his purposes, but we know he will. And you look at the, the, the laws of nature and through the word of God, you look at Jesus calming the storm, multiplying the fish and the loaves, and you see that he creates something out of nothing, and he, he multiplies, he works. And I'm telling you, tonight, that is the very nature of our God. That's what he can and will do. And so tonight we can trust him. I like the illustration that A.W. Tozer gave. He said, many of us are like a fly perched on a seat in an airplane, moaning and trembling for fear that the plane can't carry its weight. The plane weighs several tons, and it has several tons of people and baggage on it. That fly is so light that it's impossible outside of a laboratory to even weigh the little guy. And yet, we can imagine him sitting there, 
flapping his little wings and saying, I'm just afraid this plane won't hold me up. Isn't that like us sometimes? I don't believe God's going to be able to pull us through this or provide or do this miraculous work that we're trusting God to do. But I'm telling you, friends, he will. How what? Listen, we got to ask ourselves, what can be more difficult than a virgin bearing a son? Okay. How, what more can be more miraculous than the, the son that came of that virgin to be totally free of any sin whatsoever? And not only as miraculous as that, but this very son was divine deity. And this very son was the son of God who would take on the sins of the world. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to remember what can be more miraculous than that. Anybody here got anything that can top those? I don't think we do, do we? But I want to tell you what we have in our lives. God has a word for us. And it's found in this precious book. And that's why we are as God's people need to dive into this book every day. And let God speak. Let God strengthen your faith. Let God establish your faith. Let Him increase your faith. And God will give you a word. Every time you open this book. Now, it may not be lightning bolt. Messages, but God will always speak through his word. John chapter 15, verse 7 says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. You see, that's one of the things about going to the word of God when it comes to building our faith and trusting God for the impossible. It is the way we approach it, is it not, brethren? You know, with our motive, why do we want God to do this miracle? I think that matters a lot. And so as we come to Him tonight and every day of our life, Let's remember as we're reading and the Holy Spirit prompts us because the Holy Spirit does. He takes his word. And teaches us his word to increase our faith. And that's why when you're reading the word of God, it can just be some random verse. It could be in Deuteronomy, it could be in Leviticus, could be in John, could be in first John, could be in Revelation. It doesn't matter. You can just be reading the word. And the Holy Spirit will take a verse and boy, he will just he will just plant it right on your heart and mind. And you will just sense. The Lord gave me that. And didn't make it any more powerful, important than any other verse in the Bible. But God will take his word to strengthen and increase our faith. And may we echo what Mary said, Lord, be according to. To thy word. I close with this verse. You're familiar with it. As we pray about these things in our life, we know that this is the confidence found in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, uh, 14 to 15. It says, And this is the confidence that we have in who? Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He what? He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions 
that we desired of him. And Brother John encouraged us in that meeting to, when you're in a situation where you're just not sure exactly what the mind of Christ is concerning a situation. And this helped me. He said, pray that, Lord, I know you can do this. But, Lord, help me to know that this is what you want. Help me, Lord, to know this is what you want right now. So it's understanding, God, you can do this. He is able. But, Lord, I want the mind of Christ in this matter. And I believe that always comes through the reading of God's Word. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. It might be you reading. It might be you listening. It might be a message but it's going to come through the Word of God. May the Lord help us to be strong tonight and look at the impossible as not being hard at all for our great God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank You for uh, Your Word tonight. I thank You that we can read it and be assured of it. And Lord, I'm thankful that You apply it to our lives very personally and intimately right where we're at. And God, we, we exalt your word. And uh, we know that it is something that you elevate above your very name. And Almighty God, we yield to you tonight. And we just pray that you would help us, Holy Spirit, to read more, to listen more. Not just to check off a list, but Lord, to grow in our belief of who you are. And what you desire to do in our lives. Thank you for the promises of your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust you. And Lord, tonight, I do pray that you would guide us in our prayer time. I pray that hearts would be encouraged. I pray that burdens would be lifted. I pray that lives would be touched and healed. I pray that, Lord, there would be miracles in the midst as we rest upon your word. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.